Pizza Hut serving up a brand new pizza. How much do top streamers on Twitch really make? The new fish and chip, or I'm sorry, the new COD, the new Call of Duty. Limited run games, Dying Light 2, partner up with Square Enix. Xbox Game Pass on PC, big news there. Microsoft and Steam cuddling in the same bed playing hide the weenie after so many years. Nintendo seems to be shut down in Belgium. The new Mac Pro, the return of the iPod Touch, that and so, so much more if you can believe it. Coming up on episode 12 of Heine House Live. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the show. Let's jump right in. Welcome to Heine House Live, a podcast about the exciting and ever-changing world of gaming, gaming and, and technology. technology. Heine House Live is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Perfect. For all other info, including links to our community Discord, live video feed, episode archive, and a whole host of other great entertainment, please visit HeineHouse.com. Go! <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? Welcome back to Heine House Live. This is episode 12. When that, what day are we on? What the hell day is this? This is, oh my gosh, it's the 2nd of June, 2019. We're recording here live. So good to have you. Thanks for tuning in. This is the podcast where we talk about gaming. We talk about technology. We talk about life. We throw in some comedy, some stories, just whatever the hell happens. And I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. You want to take part in the show? You know where to go. Everywhere online. Go look me up at Heine House, or you can just go to the one, the only, the most amazing website that uh, that you've seen within your apartment complex. That's HeineHouse.com. Y'all know where to go. And you want to send me an audio question, I'd love to take it. All you got to do is record yourself and send it over to HeineHouseLive at gmail.com. We'll get you going. And of course, this show is completely funded and supported by... All of you right here on the screen. Thank you so much for your support on Patreon. Give it up. Round of applause. I really do appreciate you all so much. And speaking of Patreon, we do have a couple announcements here. First of all, my good friend, Mr. Brandon Zeller. He upped his pledge. Thank you, sir. Brandon has been... Brandon has been a very longtime Patreon supporter for years, in fact. And I thank you so much. Much love to you, sir. And we're welcoming to Patreon Mr. Luke Bradley. Luke Bradley. Perfect. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> and Mr. Luke, I am terribly sorry. He actually pledged two weeks ago. And uh, I made a mistake and forgot to add him in here. What an asshole. God, what an asshole I am. No, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for letting me know. (laughs) He's like, wait, I listened to the show and something's messed up. I was like, yes, it is. And it's me, sir. (laughs) Basically, if anything goes wrong, you can always just bring it right back to me. (laughs) I'm the one that's fucked up. But I thank you guys so much for your support on Patreon. It keeps the show alive. In fact, it's the reason why the show is even here today. So if you enjoy the show, please check it out. Patreon.com slash Jason Heine. And consider supporting it. Um, supporting this great content. In fact, speaking of great content, I'm going to start the show off by doing something awesome. Because guess what? Y'all know who I am. Y'all know what I do. 
I am the Mr. Music Man himself, and I have released a brand new song today, a Tetris remix. Are you guys ready? You want to hear it? I'd be happy to show it to you. There it is. Let's go. Let's listen to it. What I say? When shit gets fucked up, it's usually me. Oh, I know why. Okay, okay, okay. See, I can't share the screen. Okay, here we go. This is how it's going to work. It sounds great, doesn't it? You guys love the song. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> Lay off me. I'm starving. Yes, yes, indeed. Tetris remix right there. Oh, 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 please. Nice approach. Yes, it is indeed. Look at that. On my Bandcamp, folks, check it out. You can go to my website where all the info is there, heinehouse.com. That's where you can check it out uh, and download it DRM free right there. How about it? If you're on Bandcamp, you can check it out there as well. Oh, my goodness. See, what happened is uh, I got asked to do... Um, a, uh, to contribute to a Tetris documentary that's going to be coming out in middle of June, I believe, or July. So, uh, yeah, I got asked to contribute, so I gave some Tetris memories. And also, he was like, hey, man, you want to Jasify a uh, Tetris remix? And I'm like, bruh. I'm on it. 
So, uh, yeah, we threw down on that. Pretty fantastic. So, hope you like it. Please go download it, check it out, and support. I would love a little tipperoo if you feel so inclined. Let's jump right in. We got a lot to talk about this episode. It's jam-packed full of stuff, and I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to keep it under two hours, but I'm going to do my best. So we have some random news before we jump into this week in gaming history. So um, evidently Google now is going to let you order food without a delivery app, without uh, Uber Eats or DoorDash or any of those. So what's nice is you don't have to have either one. You go to the restaurant on your phone and then you click order food, and then it pulls up and says, uh, who do you want to use? And it will just do it. It will go through their app and their service, kind of streamlining the whole thing. Pretty interesting. So, you know, it, it basically keeps the food flowing. You know, you're, you're hangry, you need some food, and you're sitting there like, God damn son of a bitch! And you need to eat something, and you just get on Google and you let that happen. That's pretty cool. You can use your Google Assistant to do it. Um, maybe I should ask it to see if it'll order me a pizza. Let me mute myself. I don't want to have everyone else's uh, Google A's going off. Hold on. Can you order me the new pizza from Pizza Hut? All right. For that, you might like Domino's. Want to give it a try? Uh, not right now. Thank you. All right. So I asked for Pizza Hut. It's like, oh, for that, probably like Domino's. Oh, denied. <laughs> Bruh, bruh, bruh. Denied. Sorry, bruh. Can't have that pizza. So, hey, that's pretty cool. But uh, we looked it up on our phone. Steph pulled it up. And sure enough, it's all there. So if you want something DoorDashed or Uber Eated or or whatever the other ones are you want it brought to you, have at it. So, but speaking of, speaking of pizza. So Pizza Hut, they made an announcement saying that they are now changing their original pan pizza recipe. And they're not just changing it in a little way. In fact, it's completely redesigned from the ground up. And uh, they're going to have all new cheese blend, new sauce, and a newly engineered pan to be baked for a crispier, crunchy crust. Mmm, sounds tasty. I love the old Pizza Hut. Like, 90s Pizza Hut. You remember the restaurant? Do you guys remember it? I mean, I'm old, so you, you might not remember. You're young, but remember the, it was like the fucking uh, the building with the little uh, slanted roof, and it was all red. And, oh, man. Classic. Good shit. Love P- I, I do love Pizza Hut. It is good. I don't know how good it is today. I don't have it that much, but I am down to try it. Hey, come on. Pizza and games. Those are the two things that go together. It's amazing. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, also this week, this last week, which was really fun, my cousin, Justin, came into town. Justice, my man. Thank you so much. You know it. Perfect. Winner. Straight winning. We had a really great time. He came into town. He's from Portland and flew down. And just to have a vacation for four days, and we straight kicked it. It was so much fun. You know, and every time he comes down, we always have something that we do that we really enjoy, and we just get caught up in it. And uh, the last year when he came down, it was Gran Turismo. We played the fucking shit out of that. In fact, we played it so much, my PlayStation 3 fucking froze. It, like, overheated. It froze. And I'm like, I'm still like, oh, my God. I'm freaking out about it because I have an original 60-gig fully backwards compatible one. And uh, wow, there's some fucking flies flying around in here. You know, that's one thing about these lights, man. And if you're, you know, you're listening to the audio feed, you can't see it, but these fucking lights are so bright that these, these flies that have been sitting around the house all day, just fucking hanging out on the windows. Like, 
<laughs> Can't wait till that sack of shit starts recording. I'm gonna just go over and fuck his whole night up. And I'm sorry. It looks like I live in a goddamn cellar, but anyway. Terrible. Uh, where the hell was I? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, Justin came over. So we were playing. So my PS3 locked up last year. And we just played the fucking shit out of Gran Turismo. And it's so fun. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, but this year, this year, I thought, hmm. I was excited because the homie Chancho, my homie John, brought over his PSVR. And we've been playing a little bit of that. Well, we kind of went whole hog on the PlayStation VR. And, John, if you're listening, thank you again for letting me borrow it. Um, it's an, it's it's actually you know we're having a lot of fun with it we're really enjoying it so um, uh, reality is you're just gonna have to sell it to me because <laughs> because I think I think I want it <laughs> it's way cool so um, but yeah we've been playing a couple of games first of all Gran Turismo Sport can suck a fat dick because they and we've talked about this before but they they keep the game basically locked up and you have to work through single player non VR to unlock VR maps and levels and shit and it's annoying i'm trying to do it and i'm like fuck this drive club vr that's where it's at and i know i've already talked about this in a previous episode so i won't go fucking crazy whole hog on it but drive club vr what an, a magnificent brilliant game it's unbelievable kudos to everyone involved in that game it is such a shame it had a rocky start i remember i was there day one i bought it it was very buggy very laggy and so much sony did, decided to say fuck that and shut the whole uh, development team down and disperse the the employees it was really sh real, real shame actually um and the fate of all that if you want to go ahead and look that up you can research more about it really sad but um drive club is an absolute brilliant game and if you love cars if you love driving games if you like sim and even arcade racers there's something you need to check out i i love it we played the fucking shit out of it we could not stop playing it we played it for like a, an entire like at least two days straight it was just amazing but another game, another fucking game that came out of nowhere that we did not expect to be incredible. It was like this kind of cheap game. We were, we were cruising the PSVR section on the PlayStation Store. And we're looking at all this garbage, all this, you know, all these like, it looks like shovelware. You know, and I, I know a good shovelware game and I see it. You know, I, I collect for Nintendo Wii. So believe me, I know my fair share of shovel, shovel shit. But this game came up called... Gun Club VR. And I'm like, bruh. That can't be any good. And Justin's like, yeah, this shit can't be good. But we were looking for maybe like a little shooter. It looked like a little cheesy target practice type game or whatever. So he bought it and uh, downloaded it. And uh, I don't have PlayStation Plus, so we don't have the online capabilities. But he logged into his and bought it. And um, what the fuck, dude? This game is so fun it is basically a gun simulator like everything with how you grab your magazine and how you load it how you chamber around uh how you equip uh your 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 stocks and your tack rails and your laser sights and your flashlights and you can buy extended mags and you can buy barrel mags it's got ars it's got pistols it's got smgs it's got shotguns it has um world war ii weapons like dude it's fucking awesome. We played so much of it. Even tonight, like even tonight before the show, I was in there with Steph and even like she set up an account, she set up a profile. She's like working through it. You level up, you get money, you can buy new guns and you kind of have your, your account there. Like, dude, it's so fucking fun. And 
I'm like tripping on it. And and again, this is on PlayStation 4 VR. So the thing is, is like, again, it doesn't look that great. It's not it's not there yet, right? Now, I could get the one on Steam or the, the HTC Vive or the Oculus. I could get all that and it'd be amazing, right? It, I know it would be amazing. But this is, the, this is really my first endeavor since the Virtual Boy, right, that I've done VR. And it's just so, it's so great. I love it. And I cannot wait for more games. I cannot wait to someday, someday, if I can figure it out, to spend the real money on the the big granddaddy one, uh, the new Steam one that's coming out. And there's a whole bunch of other ones. And I just, man, VR is where it's at, dude. I, I'm, this is crazy that I'm talking like this because I've always thought of it as a gimmick. It's something that's really kind of just shitty and like gimmicky. And yes, yes, it is to a point. It is in some cases, but man, I'm just fucking loving it and i'm like getting super passionate about it i really really am enjoying it so if you have a second gun club vr man hey if you know hey if the devs are out there kudos to you guys you fucking knocked it out of the park it's like a target practice game you like go and shoot you're not shooting real people you're shooting targets that pop up and there's like zombies and they come towards you and you know you you equip different uh, attachments and you kind of level up your weapon and and you can keep them all, you know, and you have your arsenal and you have a target range and dude, it's I'm going to stop gushing about it. It's a ton of fun. But in VR it makes it. It makes it so 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 good. Check it out when you get a chance. Coming up next. This week in gaming history. <clears throat> this is fun. This is this is a great section. I love this one. This is where we talk about games that were released in the past that correspond with the week this episode is out. Is that confusing to you? Yeah, it sounds confusing, but it's not. It's basically June 1st through June 7th, all right? Going back in time. So these are the games that were released from June 1st to June 7th. Here we go. 1998 on the N64, Quest 64. In 2003, Sonic Pinball Party on Game Boy Advance. That is a great game. You know what's also another really good... It's just like jogging my memory. You know what's a, also a really good pinball game on Game Boy Advance? House of the Dead Pinball. Yeah. Did you even know there was one? Check that out. Go look that up. Go on to, uh, to Google A in the YouTubes and look up House of the Dead Pinball. It's a ton of fun. That's a really good one. Pop that one into your uh, Game Boy Player on GameCube and... And play that for a while. In 2006, on June 1st, Half-Life 2, Episode 1 on PC. Round of applause. Just give it to him. Yeah. And where the fuck is Half-Life 3, Valve? Where is it? We want it. Where is it? We want it now. Where's the meatloaf? Mom, the meatloaf. We want it now. No, God, please, no. No, no. Moving on, June 2nd in 1994, The Great Circus Mystery, starring Mickey and Minnie on Sega Genesis. God, there were so many great Disney games back in the day on Genesis and Super Nintendo. I mean, even NES, you know, even NES. Tons of great Disney stuff. In 2009, The Sims 3 on PC, Mac, and iOS was released. Wow, was it 2009? Holy shit. Isn't... Okay, I know um, my homie Brandon, I know he plays a lot of Sims. He likes that. And I know a lot of people play Sims. Is Sims 3 kind of like the one to play? I feel like everyone who plays Sims is playing Sims 3. Is that 
Is that wrong? I don't know. If you're a Sims player, let me know because I feel like that may have been the best one. And there's two two million DLC packs you can buy, right? There's just tons of them. Uh, in 2017, Friday the 13th, the game on PS4, starring who but me, Jason. Except much more, you know, muscular and buff. I don't like games that chase me. And I'm sorry, I'm a big pansy. I'm sorry, I'm kind of a big pussy when it comes to that. And it all started, I've said this a million times, it all started back on PlayStation 1 when I played Resident Evil 1 for the first time and I go walk down that hallway and the fucking jo the jobs, the dogs go bam and they, they bust through the glass and they just start fucking chasing me and I'm, I'm there playing, I'm going, no, and I'm wetting myself. I'm like, ah, piss is going everywhere. I'm scared, I'm crying, mom comes in. You know, why is your wiener out? I don't know why, Mom. I'm just here playing this game. Just freaked me out, man. I'm just so scared. So I don't like games that when shit chases you. No, I don't like Slender Man either. Fuck. Giving me the fucking heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. Moving on to the next day, June 3rd at 1986. Super Mario Brothers, The Lost Levels in Japan on Famicom Disk System. That is a... And well, and it's really the true Mario 2, Super Mario Brothers 2. But, uh, you know, we got Doki Doki. You, you guys know the history. I don't need to talk about all that shit. You guys already know the history of that. Wow, jumping up a few years, I guess nothing else happened from 1986 all the way to 2008 in June 3rd. Nothing noteworthy anyway, I guess. 2008, Grid on PS3 and Xbox 360 and PC. Grid, 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 grid. Great racing game, Codemasters. Very excited because we did hear about a new grid game. This happened a couple of weeks ago. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Boop, just popped up. And it's titled Grid. Not grid racing, not new grid, not grid gang, not iron grid, not put my... Steaks on a grill grid. I don't, I don't know. None of that. It's just called grid. So, I mean, I'm, first of all, that's probably a day one purchase for me. I'm excited. I love good racing games, especially from Codemasters. But the thing is, the name's a little weird, right? You go type in grid, and it pulls up the old grid from, what, 2008? 2009? When did that come out? I think it was. So, it's really interesting. They didn't call it, like, grid 2019 or grid 2020 or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked, but I'm, I'm super excited for the new one. Um, yeah, that was in 2008. Wow, hello. 2013, Final Fantasy on Android. Of course, Final Fantasy IV, but it's known like that in the U.S., but Final Fantasy II on SNES. <clears throat> Moving right along to June 4th. Oh, this is a great game. In 1992... Desert Strike, Return to Golf. Desert Strike. Desert Strike, Return to Golf. On Sega Genesis. This was a great, great game. And actually, two years ago, I contributed to a book from written by Brett Wise, amazing guy, great, great writer. Uh, the uh, Super Nintendo Omnibus. You should go look that up. I did an article in there. I did a, uh, a piece about Desert Strike on Super Nintendo. I told a little story, did a little article, and uh, that was great to be featured in a book. It's pretty nice. Can't say that I've been featured in any any books uh, before that. I mean, we don't <clears throat> we don't count 
We don't count horny over 40. We don't count that. All right. I, 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 I was, I needed the money, whatever. Sorry. How about a year later on June 4th in 1993? One of the greatest. From Blizzard. They weren't named Blizzard at the time. Rock and roll racing on Super Nintendo. The game to actually use licensed music, which was crazy for the time. Nowadays, it's the easy way out. But back then, it was a feat. And they couldn't play the music from, like, the CD or anything. So they had to recreate it in all of its 16-bit glory. Go back and play that game and go listen to some classic rock on Rock and Roll Racing. You'll love that. How about the next day, June 5th? Oh, my God. Let's just make it Earthbound Day. Round of applause. 1995, Earthbound. Super Nintendo. And, you know, I've talked about these years before, and I'm going to probably talk about these years for the next, for as long as I'm alive. Because I feel like 95, 96, 97, there was really a golden era, I feel, for gaming. And everyone has a different opinion on the golden era for them. But I really feel from, like, that 94 to, like, 98, that that gap was so magical in gaming. We had new consoles, new technology, and incredible games across all platforms. It was so, it was so amazing. You could pick any console in any department and find just absolute magic. 1995 Earthbound. In 2007, Tomb Raider anniversary on PS2 and PC. Wow, a late a late release on PS2. I was like, what? But uh, no, I mean that's I guess it's not too late. I remember buying um, um, MotorStorm Arctic Edge on PSP and also on PS2 in 2009, new off the shelf. So I guess. I don't know when the last PS2 game... When, when was the last PS2 game released? I think I remember hearing about this. It was like Just Dance or some shit, right? Or it was like... Uh, it, was, it was like FIFA or something, wasn't it? It was some, some sports game. I don't know. If you know, let me know in Discord. Get in there and holler at us. Um, and then the last uh, game on the list here... Oh, my gosh. Hello. 2018, last year on June 5th. On Rush! We gaping. We gaping. We gaping. We gaping. We gaping. Yes. A game that we are playing right now. Before this podcast, I played Gun Club and I played Onrush in VR. I put it on on the headset. You can play non-VR games in VR. And can I just pause for the cause just for a second? I got, I got two more days here. I know. I see him. I see him. You can play non-VR games wearing the VR mask. It's actually very, very cool. It's basically like when you put that on... You're sitting at a movie theater. Think of it like that. You're sitting at a movie theater, and it's this big-ass fucking screen, and it's right there. And you're super close, and it's like, wow. So even though it's not like virtual reality, per se, you you can still, you know, play like you're at a theater. It's fucking dope. <laughs> All right, June 6th in 1993, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening in Japan on Game Boy. In 2002, The Elder Scrolls 3 on Xbox. On the good old-fashioned original sex box. And in 2006, Gradius Collection on PSP. Ooh, that is one that I am on the lookout for. I still want to get that. I do not own that one. 
What a great game. I love I love PSP. And, and I've got a pretty decent collection on PSP, but I'm telling you, man, that is a great little system. I love it. And the fact that you have the HD cables that you can plug in, plug into your TV. Oh, uh, what? Come on, ask me. Just ask me. Jason, when in the fuck are you going to stream some PSP? I'm on it. I'm working on it. All right, folks. The last day here, June 7th in 2004. Wow, what was the first one? Oh, it was 93. Okay, yeah. In 2004, The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures on GameCube. Four Swords. Now, wasn't... Wait a minute. Which one was the co-op one? There was a co-op multiplayer uh, Legend of Zelda. I think it was Four Swords, right? Or is that Game Boy Advance? I'm thinking Game Boy Advance. I, I should know. I fucking own it. In 2005, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on Sexbox and P. C. Great game. That's a great one. And finally, in 2016, Final Fantasy VII on Android. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week in gaming history. We're going to move on to some gaming news. We've got some stuff to talk about. In fact, Quite a bit of Twitch news. Um, <laughs> Twitch, first of all, I don't even have this on my notes because it just happened. Twitch changed all of your profile pictures. So originally they were square. That's, that's kind of my half-ass looking square. Okay, no, it doesn't work. All right. It changed it to a circle. So now it's, now it's like this. It's a circle. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Don't do drugs, kids. Um, why? Because I guess a circle is more appealing than a square. I, I don't really know. I guess it's more, more uh, appeasing. Maybe it looks better to the eye. I have no idea. But uh, if you have a Twitch account and you have a profile picture on there, just go do a double check of that and uh, go put up a new one and then uh, zoom in and adjust it. Look at that big ass fucking fly that just went by. God, I'm so sorry. Um... So some other Twitch news, though. So Twitch is testing out a sub-only stream. All right. It was, it's going to allow streamers to only let subscribers, so you had to be sub to the channel, to watch their content when they're live. Now, they have had this before, but it was limited only to some esports content, and it's been pretty, pretty low-key. Um, so if you're not subscribed, you won't be able to see the content. And it's probably going to be like an on-off switch. Like some streams you, you want to set to sub-only. It's like they have sub-only chat, right? So sub-only chat, maybe sub-only streams. Um, evidently, you're going to be able to kind of preview it for a little bit. And then it's going to be like, boop, subscribe to watch more. And um, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I mean, I, I, I see the value in that. I see the benefit of that. Um I don't really mind it, to be honest. I, I don't really mind it. I think it'd be a, it'd be a fun feature. And it would give subscribers uh, something additional on top. And uh, it also would help your favorite streamers. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, it would suck for people who don't want to pay for a subscription. You know, that would suck, but kind of the way it goes. Um, so it's not been rolled out just yet, but when it does, it's going to be available to partnered streamers only. And I'm not partnered yet, so I won't even have access to it. I am an affiliate, but not partnered yet. So uh, uh, we're doing some research about it. So uh, at Streamer News on Twitter did a community uh, poll about this. 
saying, do you think this is good or do you think it's bad? And about 10,000 people voted and thought that it would be bad. About 68%, in fact, thought it would be a bad idea. And there's also a whole shitload of stuff on Reddit about users who are talking about concerns, thinking it would increase the cam girl and camboy activity. Come on, Come on, bro. Where's my... If I get partnered, y'all know what's going to be on my channel. Yeah, it's going to be the real Heine house. Fucking asses everywhere. Man. Come on, dudes and dudettes. You know what's going on. Of course it's going to happen. But you know what? Twitch shuts that shit down so fast. They don't fuck around with that. A long time ago on Justin TV, they used to have private streams. And then... It wasn't on Twitch, but on Justin TV, you could do a private stream. And you basically give out the link, you make it private, and only people with the link can tune in and watch. And I like this because I used it for testing purposes. I would like test a stream and set up private and then look at it on another computer to see how it would work. This is before all these great tools that we have now with XSplit and OBS. You can I can monitor all the shit that's happening in real time. I can see my frames and how much usage I'm using. I can see my processor. Oh my God, it tells me my dick size. It shows everything. It shows everything here. But back in the day, we didn't have access to any of that. So like, that's how I would test my stream. Sure. So what happened? Well, of course, you know, cam girls and cam boys showed up, you know, you know, titties out, you know, penises swanging and uh, Twitch uh, or Justin TV at the time shut that down. That's what happens. So if they do this, I really don't think it's going to be too big of a problem. And if it becomes a problem, they're going to shut it down, dude, straight up. They're not going to fuck around with that. So no, I don't think there's any, there's no, there's no need to worry about any of that. They'll be on that like wildfire. Um, but uh, so, I was just going to say, speaking of cam girls, no, I, I have no idea if this woman is, that, that was rude. I shouldn't have said that, but what, whatever. If, so this female streamer, this is funny because she blasts, she basically talks shit and blasts all of her male viewers. This is really interesting. And I wanted, I honestly, I'm not really about drama. You know, I'm trying not to go there. Okay. But I wanted to bring this up because I find this really, really fascinating about the actual the mental, the mindset that this particular person has while being an entertainer and a content creator and somebody that's putting their stuff out there, they're putting themselves out there to be so bold and so blunt to say this sort of thing. It's very surprising to me because I work extremely difficult to get the, the fan base and the friend base and the, you know, be consistent and, and drive and get that built up. And everyone who comes through, everyone who listens, everyone who watches, doesn't matter where you are, if you're on YouTube or Twitch, you're online, your social media, wherever you are, if you've connected with me, like, I appreciate you. And I've tried my best throughout all these years to say that. So when I see shit like this, I'm just like, you know what? Fuck you. That's bullshit. Like, oh, what? You know, you're going to sit here and be all fucking uppity about it, talk shit about about your your viewers all your male viewers and like that's that's bullshit i wouldn't go i wouldn't go on blast and talk shit about all my female viewers you know i wouldn't do that i won't talk shit about my male viewer i just wouldn't talk shit at all it's just not right anyway i'm gonna see i'm getting passionate about it it gets frustrated female streamer caitlin what is it kit cat break kate kate cat break claims uh, here, here we are. Here we have it here. Claims that all female streamer male watchers are disgusting. She said, quote, it's laughable that men on this website think that any women actually 
fucking likes them. And she stated during her May 27 live stream, which is up there now, you can go back and watch it, unless she's deleted it, which she may have. She got on blast for this. Uh, she said, quote, do you think we are interacting with our chats? That's fucking hilarious. That's so goddamn funny, she says. Damn. And she also kept going to say, if this was real life, if we met on the street, you guys would be so fucking hideous and so fucking socially awkward that we would never interact in real real life. That's why all of you guys just squeeze your fucking hogs like sad, pathetic assholes, end quote. She just went whole hog on them. She just went off the fucking deep end. And the thing is, is there some truth to that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You know what? Sometimes people, not just gamers, but people may be a little socially awkward. Maybe we are a little, you know, difficult to to break through. You know, maybe we have some insecurities. You know, maybe we have some problems like that. But if I am spending my time to watch somebody, if I am putting my time and effort into that, it doesn't fucking matter. You should appreciate everyone that comes by your door. Everyone that knocks, everyone that looks, everyone that walks by. And I think that's a fucking disgrace. That's bullshit. And I would never, ever say that to any of my fans. In fact, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And thank you for being here. I appreciate it more than you know. And most times, you're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear it from people. Why? No fucking clue. Last bit of Twitch news here. Evidently, an article was published. This was a... Uh, where was it? I wanted to quote it because I couldn't fucking believe it. Oh, Wall Street Journal. Okay, well, take that for what it is. Wall Street Journal reported that top streamers on Twitch today are getting about $50,000 an hour to play a new game. <clears throat> well, that's actually kind of... Yeah, yeah, it's true. I know we've heard about that before with... Who was it? Ninja and all these other guys. Uh, who was it? Uh, let me loosen up my belt a little bit. This, there's a lot of money on the line here. Let me loosen this up. Uh, who was it? It was EA. I think EA was paying, what, they paying Ninja or a bunch of, Epic was paying Fortnite players. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the details. But I do know that they do invest money into getting these big streamers to play and to, you know, play and talk favorable about the new game coming out. So anyway, the Wall Street Journal did report that. It's crazy to think that um, you could make that much money in gaming now. Back in the day, it was just kind of a, uh, a geeky, nerdy thing that I fully embraced and didn't give two shits about what people thought. Uh, today, now it's a fucking... Um, it's crazy. $50,000 an hour? I don't even make that in a year. What? That's, that's fucking insane. Like, sign me up. Sign me up. Uh, the report did go on to say publishers like Activision, Blizzard, Take-Two, Ubisoft, EA, they all, they all, for the most part, have paid big sums of money to big-name Twitch streamers who play and publicize their games. Yep, they sure do. Brings a new fan base, brings sales. It makes sense. That's what we call marketing. Please reach out to me and pay me Half of that to play it and not reach a quarter of their audience. Sounds good. Why did I turn into 
Watson, I don't know. Let me investigate that a little more with my monocle. Are you guys hungry? Are you guys hungry? You want some fish and chips? You, 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 you've got mail. Want some fish and chips? You want some cod? Oh, come on. You want... Don't... I can't... I can't say cod... If I say call of... It does that every time I say call of duty. Call of duty. Okay, here's the thing. It's almost like a fad. It's almost like a trend. It's almost cool to talk shit about a game that everyone else talks shits about. Well, you know what? I like Call of Duty. Sure, we've had some rough patches. Yes. Maybe some really rough patches. Patches the horse, in fact. You know, the last four or five years have been kind of rough for Call of Duty. But you know what? They've taken some chances and tried to do some new things. Bullshit. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. But here's the thing. When I saw this new trailer for the new Call of Duty, which is called Modern Warfare, by the way. Modern Warfare. I, uh... I'm fucking stoked. Yeah, I am fucking stoked. It looks really good. And I'm excited that they are at least going in this direction. We don't have any futuristic shit. We don't have any outer space shit. We don't have any, you know, people landing on the moon and, you know, shooting fucking ACOGs everywhere. Like, we're going back to our roots. And I think this is a really great direction. This shows, one, that at least they're attempting to listen to the community a little bit. Now, be that out of necessity because their shit is bombing. All right, you know, maybe it's because of necessity, but it's actually very exciting, and I'm, I'm happy to see it. You know, you probably wonder, like, Modern Warfare? Wait, don't we already have a Modern Warfare? Well, the original game was called Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, so that's where that name comes in. It was COD 4. So now we're going back to our roots, and it looks fun. It looks like there's going to be multiplayer. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to talk about. Multiplayer is going to be legit. You know it's going to be the same thing, but it's going to be fun. Has a single-player campaign. They have co-op. Yes, that's right. Co-op missions to play with a friend. That will be fun. And also, here's the big kicker. Let me see if I can get my fucking applause ready to go here. They are not releasing any DLC or season pass. Yes. So that means no more bullshit. That means that basically they're going to release the game and you get the full game. Here's an interesting tidbit. Here is a really fucking juicy nugget. They said they're going to have crossplay. Crossplay? Holy shit. Uh, what does that mean? Like between Xbox One and PS4 or the new which is also going to be the next Xbox and the next PlayStation. You mean those two? Yeah. Okay, cool. But also PC. Holy, 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 holy shit. Uh, rest in peace, console players. Rip. Oh, my God. Let that sink in for a second. I mean, whoa, whoa, my mind's fucking blown. 
if you're using a controller against a player using a mouse and keyboard, the controller is going to be dead 10 times out of 10. You cannot compete with the precision and precise aim of a mouse. Cannot do it. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how many fucking, how many um, dolphin jump 360 no scopes off of the fucking scaffolding you do. You cannot compete with that. So that's going to be interesting. And I know it's going to be like, how are they going to do that? That's what I'm really confused about because you're going to either have to have auto aim that is like a fucking lock on game genie style, almost, almost completely unnatural. Like the auto aim that they have now for consoles, but elevated times 200 or you can't have cross play. I just find this really, really fascinating. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, but that that little tidbit blew me away. I thought we'd never see it, and in fact, it's really not fair to console players. So I I don't I don't know what I feel about that. I think that's kind of a weird thing. That why didn't they think about that? Interesting. Anyway, end of story on Call of Duty um, COD. I am excited about it, and I do want to play it, and I may get it close to launch. Yeah, I may do it. I may do it. I haven't in so many years. The last real good Call of Duty game, in my opinion, was Black Ops. Black Ops 2, Blops. Blops 2 was pretty good, too. But Black Ops really was the one that I'm like, when I was playing it, I'm like, fuck, this is a great game. I really, really like this game. Uh, moving on, some more gaming news here. See, we got a lot to talk about. It's great. A lot of great shit going on in the world. Uh, limited run games. Those are the people that take uh, older games and uh, recreate them and bring them back to life for a very limited time and with a limited number. Hence the name, Limited Run Games. But they are going to be releasing Oddworld on PS3, taking it back a generation. Remember Oddworld? Pretty cool game. Friday, June 14th, it's going to be releasing um, Oddworld New and Tasty Collector's Edition on PS3. Uh, it's going to be, we have the details here for you. Limited to 1,800 copies. Damn, that's fucking limited. Oh, that shit is limited. Limited run. Uh, it's going to be selling for 60 bucks in the U.S. And uh, we have the details on what the collector's edition includes. If this is something you're interested in, you're going to be getting a new physical, physical new and tasty game for the PlayStation 3. Sounds like food. I'm kind of getting hungry. I feel like a, maybe I need a burger. A new, new and tasty, big and nasty burger. Um, you're going to be getting a pop keychain, three temporary tattoos mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just like back in the day when you'd get them out of the quarter machine and you fucking put them right on your arm yep a set of high gloss four by six art cards 18 by 24 inch poster and a physical soundtrack cd that's actually a pretty good deal for 60 bucks considering 60 bucks is the price for a brand new game that's pretty good you get a bunch of extra stuff too the thing is, though, I'm going to go on record and say this, and this is, again, just my thoughts, my opinion, and I hope that some people share similar thoughts. If you do, please chime in, get on Discord or comment and let us know. Um, I feel like the limited thing sucks, and all that really does is it drives up the, the price for the game after the limited run is made. And what we have is we have we have some fuckhead 
that's going to buy all 1,800 copies because someone's fucking loaded and they got a bunch of money to do that. And then they're going to just sit there and resell them. And it's going to, it just sucks. You know, it just sucks. And I hate that. I wish it wasn't limited. And I know that's their bag. I know that's their thing. That's what they do. But I really wish they wouldn't just have it be so limited. You know, it kind of really hurts uh, people who want to get it if it sells out so quick, which has happened in the past. Limited run games, man, they've sold out like within minutes before. So it's kind of a problem. I wish they wouldn't do that. It's kind of like um, I was just talking about this the other day. Um, Oh, the whole loot box thing. We'll talk about that too later because Nintendo has some loot box drama coming up. But I kind of wish that if I, if there was loot boxes going on and it's like basically gambling game internally game gambling, if I'm going to spend five bucks and get a loot box to roll the dice, I have the $5. I would like to give you my $5. Just give me the fucking skin that I want. I don't want to have to sit here and play this fucking, you know, play with my nuts and try to wobble my dick around to see if hopefully I get lucky. You know, I, I just, I got money. Here's the money. Get, give me the fucking skin. I just want it. I don't get that. If I have the money to give you, just give me what I, yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. That trips me out. I don't know why it's become so difficult. I mean, I know why they do it. I know you're yelling at your fucking speakers. It's because they want to make fucking money, you dumbass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I just want my fucking skin, man. Where's that May? Where's that? Where's that nude May skin? That's what I'm looking for. May's Bay. Uh, Techland. Our good friends at Techland. They are partnering up with Square Enix. Because Square Enix is going to publish Dying Light 2. Yay! Where's my applause? Yay! I think it's good news. I think it's good news. I also feel like Techland could have done it on their own. They've done it before. Um, but this is good. This is good. As long as Square doesn't fuck it up. I know I've been reading some articles about them fucking shit up in the past. And some people aren't necessarily real happy with Square about how they go <laughs> go about their business. So please don't fuck up Dying Light 2, because Dying Light 2, honestly, is probably my most anticipated game that I'm interested in learning more about at E3. So they are going to be talking more about this partnership at E3. I think we're going to get a whole shitload of info about Dying Light 2 at E3. I cannot wait for it. It's very exciting. Um, moving on, here's some more stuff. Xbox Game Pass is coming to PC. Where's my fucking applause? This is great news. This is great news. Now, here's the thing. I've talked about this before, and I'm not a huge believer on the whole subscription base. I feel like we're going to have 20 subscription services to play all of our games eventually. We already have it for our movies right now. It's kind of annoying. In some cases, if you do it right, you can save money by only subscribing to the ones that you want. I understand that. It makes sense. But the whole like subscription-based, I think for a hardcore gamer, I don't know if it makes the most sense. I don't know if it makes sense for me, but I digress because I'm, I'm, I am kind of excited about this, bringing Microsoft games into Steam. This is... This is very, very nice. So Xbox Game Pass, Microsoft bringing games to Steam, and Windows 32 support. There's a lot to talk about here. Let me see if I can break this down and get through it as quickly as I can. So Phil Spencer, head of Xbox Studios, said, Our intent is to make our Xbox Game Studio PC games available in multiple stores, 
including our own Microsoft Store, <clears throat> which is fucking terrible. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I got some in my throat. <clears> throat> um, at launch, we believe you should have a choice when, you, when, when and where you want to buy your PC games. Uh, <laughs> AKA, that means no one's buying them in the Microsoft Store. Yes. No shit, Phil. No shit, Phil. Holy shit. Yes. For fuck's sake. Because Microsoft Store is fucking stupid. We hate it. We always have hated it. We hate Windows Live. We hated fucking the Microsoft Store, Windows 10. We hate it. Make it easier for us. Get those fucking things on Steam. You'll be selling them. You'll be making your money. Everything will be good. But that's good news. I am excited about that. Um, and then, I think Microsoft, finally, they're going to be showing some love to PC gamers by doing this. I think the main thing is that um, Windows 32, that's really the big nugget that isn't really being talked about, but for an old-school PC gamer like myself, this is really exciting. So what does Windows 32 mean? Well, in a quick breakdown here, we have that's a different type of operating system architecture. We have 32-bit and 64-bit, all right? And you would get a processor in corresponding to which architecture your OS would be, 32-bit or 64-bit. Now, in the past, they don't like each other. They don't like each other. It's like the it's like the two brothers that never got along, and they have to go to the fucking family reunion, and they go to the family reunion, and they end up getting in a fight, and they they throw the fucking pie at each other, and they they slam their their drinks down, and they they walk out, and all that's left is a couple of you know fruit and veggies there, so you're just eating the fruit and veggies, and you're just like. Why the fuck did I come to this family barbecue? I hate it every year. It's terrible. I don't want to be here. I don't want to come here ever again. And so you don't. It's pretty much like that. <laughs> no, but they're talking about that they're going to have support for Windows 32. So this is all the older games that supported that old architecture, which is what? Uh, Windows, basically Windows XP uh, and some Windows 7. Windows 7 was a transition OS. We had some 32-bit, some 64-bit. I know Steph had a 64-bit Windows 7. I had a 32-bit. Uh, so it was kind of a transition period. And this is this is really good news. That means that everything that's... Well, you got to remember, too, we're going to be at their beck and call. So it's only what they are going to put on the store and whatever they are going to support. But this is a good sign. This is a really good sign. At least they're moving in the right direction. And originally, I was like, you know, they don't really need to do this shit. You know, they don't, they don't need to do this. They... they can be focusing on all the new stuff. And you know what? No, they should be doing this. They need to be doing this. Why? Because they got to get the fucking gamers back. They really do. And they've been fucking PC players over for years. We've been getting the shaft over shit. I don't know why, man. I just do not know why. Like, you know, they're bringing Halo out to PC finally. Dude, you fucking numbnuts. You you develop the game on the PC and then you just release it on console. And I know why. They want to push their consoles. They want to push the console sales. I get it. But it makes no sense to leave money on the table when you have something that's great like that. So anyway, this is this is really good. This is great news. Um, so you're gonna be able to get on Steam, get some games from Microsoft, some first party stuff. You're gonna get Game Pass be able to pay a monthly fee and get access to 100-plus uh, games. And I think for a casual gamer, this is really exciting. This is good stuff. And for somebody who's not a collector, somebody who doesn't give a shit about all the physical uh, nature of gaming, and they want to just get on there and play whatever games they want, 
And even if they release some new games, like uh, when they come out, like at launch, fuck, that's great. I think it's a win-win. I really do, all the way around. Um, so evidently, the first games that will be on Steam, according to them, are going to be Gears of War 5, Age of Empires, 1 to 3 Definitive Editions. And we'll be expanding from there. How about that? Uh, I'm going to give the applause here before I talk about the next one here. Contra Anniversary Collection on Switch. You know, my daddy, he taught me a game. It's called Switch. You know, the premise of the game is that you stick one finger in your mouth. And then you stick another other finger in your asshole. And then when daddy says go, you, you switch. Nice. Check this out. The games that are going to be included in here are fucking awesome. Contra, Arcade. Super Contra, Arcade. Super C on NES. Contra 3, The Alien Wars, Super Nintendo. Contra, Hardcock, or I'm sorry. Sorry, I got something in my throat again. Contra Hardcore. I'm sorry. I got something in my throat again. Hard Corpse. I had to get that one out. On Sega Genesis. The original Contra on NES. The original Contra Famicom. Operation C. Game Boy. Probotector. Sega Mega Drive. And Super Probotector Alien Rebels on Super Nintendo. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games set to release this summer on Nintendo Switch. Forget this. 20 bucks. That is amazing. That is a day one purchase for me. You guys know my top 10 NES games list that I uploaded years ago on YouTube. You know, I don't, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it, but it may be on this, maybe in this, this uh, list here. (laughs) Go watch that video. It's one of my favorite games on the NES of all time. So this is really, really good news. Very excited for that. Summer can't come quick enough. Just turn the heat down. God. Got some Pokemon news here now. Is that a... Well, what was that? Fuck, what was that joke? Is that a... Is that a Pokemon in your pocket? No, that's not what it is. What is it? What is that fucking joke? Oh, um... Do you like po- yeah, That's right. That's right. It's, you guys are yelling at your speaker. I know. But do you like Pokemon? Because I just want to peek at you. That's what it is. That, that's that's the one. But that one you've been using since 1998, and it doesn't work. I'll tell you, it does not work at all. I would use. I would try it on Steph, but she's in the other room with the VR headset on, going ham with some guns. Uh, Pokemon Home, Pokemon Home. The company has announced a new cloud-based service for Nintendo Switch. Called Pokemon Home. You remember uh, PlayStation Home? Anything like that? We do some VR porn chat. Is that what it is? Pikachu! Uh, Service will allow you to transfer Pokemon from all current Pokemon games, including Pokemon Go, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, and Pikachu. Uh, Pokemon Bank and from... Oh, wait, hold on. Pokemon Bank from the 3DS and upcoming Pokemon Sword and shield to the cloud. Oh my god, there's a lot of fucking Pokemon in there. So basically, it looks like this is kind of not necessarily a game, but more or less an app or utility. 
um, to transfer your your Pokemans around. Because, you know, you got them around in a lot of places, especially on that mobile app. I know you do. Um, yeah, details on how this is going to work are unclear at the time, but hopefully we hear some more maybe at E3. I don't know. Just something that we heard about in the news. Um, one last tidbit about it is you're also going to be able to use your smartphone to trade as long as the Pokemon have entered into the Pokemon home. So maybe it's just a place for it to kind of gather and trade, move, and ah, that could be cool. That could really be cool. More news to come. And here's our last bit on gaming news. Yeah, a lot of gaming news, right? A lot of shit going on. Good stuff. Been a busy couple weeks. Nintendo is fucking a shutdown in Belgium. Uh, what? What? So evidently, Nintendo has to shut down both of their mobile games, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp and Fire Emblem Heroes in Belgium because of the loot box system in both of those games. Yes, it's happening. It's happening, folks. Belgium has indicated that these types of games are gambling. Real shit, folks. Real shit. So, yeah. So in theory, if you don't know how it works, it's, it's basically any other system that uh, that you can imagine. You spend real money and you get certain amount of in-game currency, call it whatever, animal droppings, it's, it's uh, leaf tickets. And then you use those leaf tickets to get rare or exclusive items, furniture, skins, items, what have you. And it's kind of like you can only get those items there by using their currency, so it kind of pigeonholes you into that, but it's just really a way to make, you know, make money. Um, but there are ways that you can't, basically you can also use the, the tickets to buy loot boxes and crates that then open up. And again, it's a random drawing of, of getting said items. And that's where the problem comes in. And that's the problem that we have today with most games. That's all fucking loot boxes and shit. It's all loot boxes. So, yeah. Um, and I know Steph struggles with this because she plays Pocket Camp a lot. And I notice she doesn't spend any money on the Leaf tickets. And she she gets frustrated because she can't grind out normally and get currency to get these items, these exclusive items. She can't get them. And she doesn't want to spend real money to do it, even though she likes the game and she enjoys the game and she wants to support the game. She doesn't think it's right that she spend real money and then not get said items. This doesn't make sense. I don't want to fucking gamble. This is what I was saying earlier. I have money to give you. I'm giving you this money. Give me the fucking skin. Give me the item. Give me the pleather couch or whatever the hell it is in game. I just That's what I want, so give it to me. Doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense for the game or it makes sense for them as a company because they continuously get... Revenue, continuous generated revenue and sales, but it's bullshit. So this is all coming to a head in Belgium, and evidently in August this year, both games will be shut down. They're going to be shut down quicker than Taylor Swift at the fucking Grammys and Kanye West shows up, man. Shut that shit right down. Well, I hope they get their shit together because... uh there's going to be no more Pokemans, no more animal droppings, no more fire emblems. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of gaming news. 
How are we doing? You guys all right? You feeling good? You hanging in there with us? We're a little more than halfway through. We got some tech news to talk about. Then we got a community event. And I think I got a Facebook question that I'm going to get to. All right? Thanks for hanging out and hanging in there with me. Moving on to tech news. Guess who's back up on the uh, chopping block? Huawei. Huawei. The uh, Chinese manufacturer of great electronics. Smartphones, laptops. They make great products. They really do. And affordable. Maybe there's a reason. Here's huge news. Groundbreaking news. Nut-kicking news. Like, this is basically getting hit square in the fucking nuts. Huawei has been blacklisted in the United States. <laughs> what? Yes, blacklisted. Therefore, Google is no longer allowing them to use their Android service. Whoa, shit. Is that nice? That's a, that's a oof. Wow. That's huge news. That's basically a kiss of death. So Huawei is the second largest supplier of electronic devices that uses Android. And this is a massive blow for them because of that. Um, so long story short, so the United States thinks that Huawei, the company, the products, they think it's all designed and engineered by Chinese government and officials. They feel like there's plans to get these devices in the United States and then from there use it to spy on people, to collect data, collect information, and return that to the Chinese government. That's what's happening. That's just what they think. And... um they probably have good reason for it. There's a whole bunch of shit going on in this world that we don't even know about. Nuclear weapons and all kinds of shit going on that we don't even know about. So they think, the United States thinks that that is what's happening. So, as such, they've blacklisted and Google is following suit and um, abiding by it. That's, that's huge, man. Huge. So Huawei devices, going forward, they're going to lose all access to popular Google services, including Google Play, the Google App Store, Gmail and YouTube, just to name a few. You know all the Google ads or apps <laughs> and ads. <laughs> uh, so what's their only saving grace? Well, Huawei can still create their own apps with an open source uh, Android, and it will definitely take some time for them to develop those and get those implemented. So unless they do create their own apps and do that, that's going to be the only way around it. But if you're losing Google, holy shit. You're losing, uh, you're losing that G suite. You ain't a G no more, fool. You a mark. You a trick ass mark. Um, Huawei did state, right? They did go on record and say that they did, they do have a contingency plan in that they have made a proprietary operating system for their smartphones and computers should the U.S. restrict and jeopardize its relationship with Google which it has happened. Crazy that Huawei saw this coming. Can I advise you to stay away from Huawei? Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, play at your own risk. We went to Fry's and we saw a Huawei laptop there that was more powerful than any laptop that was in the store, and it was cheaper than any laptop that was there in the store. And we're like, holy shit, I'm like using it, typing on it, and I'm like, wow. It looks really slick. It's the performance is on par. Like this is a legit piece. I don't know, man. Let's take it for what it is. You never know. 
Oh, here's some good news that I'm sure you really care about. <laughs> Speaking of uh, people hiding the weenie together, Microsoft is bringing the Edge browser to Mac. Can I just end the show now? Uh, I'm going to just end the show and walk off. This is some horse shit. Who cares about this? <laughs> um. Anyway, why are they doing this? Who the fuck knows? They're developing it for Mac. Um, Mac users, we don't want it. No one wants it. PC users, do you want it? No. PC users don't want it. No one wants it. Who the fuck wants to use the Edge browser? In fact, Microsoft doesn't even want the Edge browser. It was so terrible... It was so shitty. They're like, just recently, like a couple months ago or last year or something, end of last year, they're like, okay, okay. <sighs> Fuck it. We're going to use the Chromium engine. We're just going to use the Chrome engine for it and make it just integrated into everything. Everything will be fine. Even they didn't want it. No one's using it. Fucking kiss of death. They're talking about they're going to implement some features on Max to use the touch bar and do a bunch of really cool stuff with it. And, you know, maybe it will. Maybe it'll be cool. But honestly, I don't trust that shit one bit. I mean, again, I have this 2008 MacBook that I use here for my soundboard. And it can't even log on to the Internet. No, no web browser works for it. Nothing will install. Chrome doesn't work. Its own... Browser it came with, Safari, doesn't work on it anymore. It will not launch. It needs Java and Flash and all this bullshit that's outdated, not supported, security is outdated. And I get it. They don't want you on this old shit because it's vulnerable. I get it. But the fact is, it's fucking bullshit. I can't even log on the internet with it. it sucks. But hey, maybe Edge will work. <laughs> get fucked. Speaking of Apple, they just debuted their eight-core laptops, the new MacBook Pros. This is actually really good news. Get ready to uh, pull out your pocketbooks or purses, folks. It's going to be quite expensive to get one, but you know that's the way it goes with Apple. New MacBook Pro offers two times faster performance than the quad-core MacBook Pro and 40% more performance than the six-core. Well, of course it would. It's a fucking eight-core. The new 13-inch machines are using updated quad-core processors. All right, that's pretty cool. So 13-inch is still, you know, still kicking it with the old quad. Um, and then with the 6 and 8-core options, it's limited to the 15-inch, which is cool. So you want to get that. You know, you want to get them inches in. Where's the 9-inch? Burn. Uh, the new MacBook Pro models are priced starting at uh, $1,800 and uh, $2,400. For the 13 and the 15 inch models. Woo Nelly. This is actually, you know, when they when they bring out new shit though, all this means is that some of their older stuff, which is so capable and works so well today, the prices on those hopefully will come down. The secondhand market will start to show up a little bit more with them. I mean, again, you see this. This iMac behind me, this is from 2010, and it's my Pro Tools rig. Like, it's Pro Tools now, man. That's all I, it's all I run on it. And I try not to go online with it. I just try to, you know, make it a workhorse. But it'd be nice to, to get into something new. Eventually, it's going to die. Oh, uh, hopefully. Don't, don't say that. I don't want that to happen. Some other tech news here. 
our good friends at Microsoft. You guys remember them? Ah, oh, we haven't talked about them at all this episode. Microsoft, well, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. The intelligent mouse, the Intelli mouse, it's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> Microsoft is making a pro IntelliMouse. Yes, it's a gaming mouse. What? What? It has improved key actuation over over the 2017 model and has a nice textured finish alongside a braided cable. Buttons feel more responsive. Microsoft is even letting PC gamers customize the color on the taillight. How nice of them. How nice of them. Uh, some of the tech geeky specs about it, if you're interested. The sensor on it supports 16,000 DPI. That's really fucking high. And a 12,000 FPS refresh rate. Wow. The tracking on that must be unbelievable. Um, you can set up macros, remap buttons, and quickly adjust the DPI on the fly. But um, what are you going to do? Set up macros on two fucking buttons, Microsoft? Hold on. I'm pulling up my fucking thing here. Where's the... There it is. There's the feed. Two buttons, Microsoft? What? Two buttons on a mouse wheel? What is there a button on the right side that I don't see? I mean, come on, bro. Here's the thing. I think it looks sleek. I think it looks nice. I would absolutely love to have one for like what I have going on. My little mini like podcast rig here. Maybe for like one of my other like gaming PCs or something. You know, like it'd be it'd be nice. It's not a hardcore gaming mouse, because if you look, boop. Boop, there's my little notes at the top. It's going to be 60 bucks. Oh, fuck. 60 bucks, bro. For 60 bucks, you can invest and get yourself a really nice hardcore gaming mouse. Pick a brand. Logitech, Corsair, Viper. Pick whatever brand you want. You can get a pretty good mouse for 60 bucks. So I think it's overpriced. Honestly, I feel like it's about 30 bucks, 30 bucks overpriced. That's that's a lot of money for that thing, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think it looks nice though. It looks slick. Looks super slick. Um All right. Uh let's see. What do we got here? Next. Oh, coming up Apple. Oh, you guys know Apple. We haven't talked about them at all in this uh, episode. For fuck's sake. Apple is bringing back the iPod Touch. It's kind of cool. It's basically a iPhone with no phone. Uh, the new iPod Touch will have an A10 Fusion chip, the one found in the iPhone 7, which is really nice and fantastic, by the way. Um, while it is still using the older technology, it will be faster than the last version, which was made in 2015. Wow, has it really been four years? It's fucking crazy. Uh, the largest storage capacity will be 256 gigs. Uh, the biggest before that was the iPod Classic at 160 gigs. This is going to feature a four-inch Retina display. So it's the little, it's like a little um, a four-inch. So that was uh, what uh, iPhone 4s. I had the iPhone 4s. I think it was the four-inch screen. Uh, be able to support group FaceTime calls, augmented reality apps, and also be able to utilize the Apple Arcade. That's their gaming subscription service. It will come in space gray, white, gold, blue, pink, and red. Starts at $199 for the 32 gig. That's not bad. And it goes up to $400 for the 256 version. Now, that's a little spendy. It's a little spendy. Let me see if I can uh, get my image going here. 
I do have a picture to show you. I would love to show you this picture. Oh, Harold, what do I do with this weefy, Harold? I keep looking at this weefy and I can't figure out what to do with it. Harold, do I touch the weefy, Harold? Do I play with the weefy? Harold, where's the remote for the weefy? So here's the iPod Touch in blue. Here it is in red. What is that, gold? Gold! Gold finger! Wow, wow, wow! I mean, I'm, I'm, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's cool that they're bringing it back. I mean, it fills somewhat of a, a niche, I guess. I don't know. I guess if you have Android or something and you just want... No, you wouldn't want that. If you have a fucking Android phone, you wouldn't want an iPod Touch. You've got you've got an iPod Touch and so much more in your yeah, I'm trying to think. And you've got an you got an iPhone, you wouldn't want that. No, but honestly, I'm really kind of baffled. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's great. Why the fuck do you want that? What market? What what demographic are they going for on this? Do you guys know? Please chime in. Get at me in Discord. I mean, I guess unless you're just looking for like a maybe a shit kicker media player or something. I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Connects to the Wi-Fi, Harold. It connects to the Wi-Fi. How did the iPod Touch get to the Wi-Fi, Harold? What do I do with the Wi-Fi? I really don't know. I don't know anymore, folks. I'm sorry. I don't know anymore. And ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up tech news we've come to the last bit of the show yes we're winning all night long thank you for kicking it with us and hanging out for so long um so i want to talk about discord real quick get at us go to heinyhouse.com scroll to the very top of the page there's a big discord logo there click on that it will launch on your phone your browser wherever you are and take you directly to the heiny house server where we're going to be hanging out kicking it doing all kinds of fun things. And we do a community event. And um, I thought about this just before I launched the show. I pick a hashtag and I let you guys interpret it how you want and go into Discord, into the podcast chat section and post a picture with the hashtag. What is the hashtag you ask? Hashtag limited edition. Yes, limited edition. Maybe that's a limited edition video game. Maybe it's the, uh, maybe some type of merch. Maybe some sort of one-off thing. Maybe you have a, a very limited device. Maybe you have uh, some music, a limited edition CD. Maybe a record. Maybe gear. I don't know. Something fun. So think about that. Go walk through your collection and look at some limited edition things. I know Steph has some limited edition big box like Xbox 360 stuff. Maybe she'll post that. Ooh, she did buy a Dead Island limited edition uh, briefcase. Maybe she'll post that. Maybe I'll force her to go post that. <laughs> so check that out. Think about it. Go into Discord and post a picture with limited edition. How's that sound? I think I got a question that came through on Facebook, and I apologize to... Where is this going to load here? Come on, iPad. Load with me. 
Um, it was from my good friend Devin, I believe. Okay, just give me. Well, come on now. Where's the multitasking, huh? Where's that multitasking? I thought I left it up. I thought I left it up, boy. Um, and I and I apologize because sometimes I don't see all the messages that come through on Facebook because you know Facebook's kind of that way. But you can always email me if you have a question and you want to just text it. The best way to do it is just to email it to me, HeineHouseLive at Gmail. But if you're going to do that, then you might as well just record yourself and ask it to me, and I'll play it right here in the show. I love doing that. But we do have a question that came through from Mr. Devin on Facebook. Devin, thank you for your patience and allowing me to... Uh, <laughs> thanks for allowing me to take all the time I needed to get back to you because <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> um, he says, hey, this is Devin. Just want to say first, foremost, thanks for the show. He enjoys it. Uh, despite all the set setbacks, you're making it happen. He's talking about my medical stuff that I've uh, been going through. Uh, anyway, I have a question for you for the show. Have you or Steph ever played a little-known gem on NES called Guardian Legend? It's part of the space shmup mixed with Zelda-esque space dungeon crawler, complete with weapon upgrades and minor puzzle-solving as to know what path to take next. It's fantastic. Like your show. Hey, thanks, Dev. Keep up the great work. I appreciate that. Thank you for the question. Um, no, have not played it, but what I'm going to do right now, Guardian Legend. Okay, okay. I am going to go look it up real quick because I think I would want to play it. Guardian Legend. Let me turn on my keyboard. No, and... um. See, now that's the thing is because a lot of people talk about all these games that we know and love, but stuff like this, I mean, you, I haven't heard of all of some of these other games before. So I love to have you drop some fucking knowledge on me. And, uh, oh, I remember this cover. Okay. I remember this cover. Here's a long play. I'm going to just pop it up real quick. Let it play. And we'll take a look at it. Yeah, I think um, for everyone that's on the uh, video feed, I'm going to just pull up the video. You can see it playing in the background here. Um, I mean, you had me at shmup. So, you know, any any shmup that's going on, uh, I'm all for it. Wow, look at all those ads in there. A lot of ads. Um, yeah, give me good game recommendations for uh, for NES. I mean, I'm I'm all about it. Yeah, let's not connect to the airplay. Yeah, let's just play it. How about that? All right. You know, see, this is all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to play a fucking video. This is the shit that this is the shit that happens. <laughs> all right, cool. No worries. I'll just watch Cotton Providence. I love Cotton Providence. You guys ever watch that? It's such a great show. No, that won't play either. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck it. Hey, Dev. I appreciate it. I'm going to go, I'm going to get online and I'm going to go check out guardian legend and give it a shot. Uh, do you have it? You must have it if you know about it already. So thanks for the question. Appreciate that. Get at me with some NES gems. Would love to get down. Um, I think that actually kind of comes to the end of the show. We're going to wrap it up again, folks. You want to take part in the show? You know where to go. Heineyhouse.com is the website. H E I N E. Of course, Get at us on Discord. Join in. We have a great community there, like-minded individuals. We talk about gaming and tech, music. We share some fun stuff. I got the food porn section. If you're eating something yummy, 
can post it in there and let us all drool all over it. And uh, yeah, that's about it, man. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope this helps your work day or your commute. And I hope you had a great laugh and a good time. I know I sure did. Much love to you guys. We will see you on the next one. Bye now. That's all for this episode of Heine House Live. Thank you all so much for being here. This podcast is directly supported and funded by your generous pledges given on Patreon. You know, and if you're sitting there like, hey, you know, thanks, Jay. I appreciate that. You know, I had a good time. You know, this was a good date. We had a, we had a nice, nice sesh here. Maybe he had a little giggle. You know, maybe he had a little tickle. You know, if you felt a little something, something, had a good laugh, cracked a little smile, you know, swing on by Patreon. Just come on in. You don't even need reservations. It's, it's always open for you. Ready to go. Just come on by. Got a bunch of exclusive content, music, all kinds of stuff there for you. And of course, how about social media? If you're on the interwebs, maybe you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at handle at Heine House. And lastly, of course, audio questions. Please get those going. Get on the horn. You know, get on the the bullhorn. Maybe you want to get on the string and cup. And maybe you got a talk boy. Maybe you want to submit that to me via talk boy. That would be fantastic. Bust out the cassettes. Submit those audio questions via email. HeineHouseLive at gmail.com. And of course, the real-time community chat can be found in our Discord server where the party never ends. It continues all night long. HeineHouse.com. Come. See y'all in the next one. Bye now.